Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And if you are a father who is ready to add another tool to your fathering toolbox, then you've come to the right place. And you know by now that I specialize in the dad-daughter relationship, but I love it when dads tell me that these things that they are learning also help them in relating to their sons and their wives and the women in their lives. I'm going, yes, it's because you as dads are internalizing and practicing many of the things you're learning here, which is what gives me such joy to keep bringing you relevant resources here on The Dad Whisperer. Well, let me quickly review the template. You've got it down. Okay, why don't you say it? You know it. It's on your mark, get set, go where you as dads picture yourself standing side by side, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach, cheering you on, saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme this week. Get set. I fill that in with stories and stats and go. There's always an action step at the end that you can put into action this week, something specific so that you can be the dad that you want to be. How's that sound? Good. We're on the same page. Well, on your mark, the title this week is Open to a Purpose Greater Than Herself. Open to a Purpose Greater Than Herself. Well, as I was considering options for the title, you know, I was trying to keep it short. I know that works better. And I was going to call it Helping Your Daughter Stay Open to a Purpose Greater Than Herself. But I know that I've used that word helping quite a number of times in my titles for my shows. And so I thought, okay, the truth is that my heart is wanting to help you help your daughters, right? So it's kind of this ripple effect. But really to shorten it, open to a purpose greater than herself is the theme today. Well, now we're going to fill that in. Get set. If you've read my book, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, A Guide for Connecting With Your Daughter's Heart, you may remember me saying that when a daughter's mouth opens, her heart opens, right? It's kind of this open mouth, open heart kind of dynamic. And when a daughter's heart is open, her dad's heart automatically opens. That's what I love about this whole open heart, open mouth, open purpose kind of dynamic because it's a ripple effect, starting with opening our mouths as women. Well, a lot of dads are like, oh my goodness, when she opens her mouth, she doesn't take a breath. I, For whatever reason, I've heard that story a bit lately. And I'm saying, I know, but do you realize the gift that you're giving her? Because when she opens her mouth, it opens her heart, which opens her to a purpose greater than herself, meaning that she realizes that her life has a purpose beyond herself. That's why it's greater than herself in that title. Well, you reap the benefits of your daughter living with an open heart. That's what I want you to know. You know that is when your daughter is shut down, life is not fun, is it? At home, you can feel the tension. But when your daughter's heart is open, it's a good thing for her and for everyone. So today I'm excited to give you some insights that have been very powerful for me. And I want you to hear how I live with an open heart, which has led to me finding my passion and having a purpose that is greater than myself. Now, I can assure you, I haven't always lived this way, honestly, with openness. In fact, probably if you ask people that knew me in high school, you know, they've called me timid, You know, that was what one friend just told me about a year ago. Another friend told me in my early 20s, he would describe me as locked up. Oh my goodness. Talk about the opposite of open. It was locked up. So I'm bringing something to you today that is really born out of my own personal life, my own story, 
because I want you to see what a difference it makes when we as women are open to a purpose greater than ourselves. And if you like what you're hearing me say today, much of what I'm going to talk about comes from a book by Dr. Larry Crabb called Fully Alive, A Biblical Vision of Gender That Frees Men and Women to Live Beyond Stereotypes. How's that for a long title? Fully Alive is the title, subtitle, A Biblical Vision of Gender That Frees Men and Women to Live Beyond Stereotypes. Okay, well, let's dig in. So let me tell you the story, the backstory to what I'm saying today. So it was back in September of 2011 when I was at the American Academy of Christian Counselors Conference in Nashville when I heard Dr. Larry Crabb teach this material. And it was so powerful and life-changing for me that literally I have been teaching dads of daughters this concept ever since. So here's the essence of what Dr. Larry Crabb said that day in this huge room at Opryland in Nashville that was packed with hundreds of counselors. Here's what he was telling us, is that in Genesis 2, when Adam first saw Eve, he called her, and this is the Hebrew word, Isha. Okay, so, and it's a female form of the word for man, which is Ish. You may have heard that before, Ish and Isha. And it makes sense, doesn't it, to have a feminine word that is tied to the original word for man, but it also highlights the difference between the two genders, between the two words, right? Isha for woman, Ish for man. However, in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, when God says, let us, right, that's the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, make mankind in our own image, male and female, he created them. That's the verse. There's actually two different Hebrew words that are used to denote gender. It's zakar for male and nekabah for female. Now, let me spell that because I don't know. When I listen, I spell things in my head. It's N-E-Q-U-E-B-A-H, nekabah. So as I think back to that day when I first heard Dr. Crabb share this, again, I told you I was sitting with a ton of other counselors. Dr. Crabb said, Okay, you women aren't necessarily going to like the meaning of the word for female when I tell you what nekabah means. He said it literally means punctured, bored through, B-O-R-E-D, punctured, bored through. Okay, he was right. Literally, we all started looking around at each other going, what? That is so goofy. Punctured, bored through is the meaning of female? Oh my goodness, we, we didn't know what to make of it. Well, then he took us to 2 Kings 12, 9, and he told the story of where King Joash commissioned Jehoiada, who was the high priest, to Nekabah, the lid of a box, in order for it to receive money for temple worship, for God's purposes. So he said, this box was put out in the front of the temple, and they bored a hole in the lid of it so that when people walked in, they could put their temple worship there. Wow, okay, this is starting to make a little more sense as he was explaining this. And he went on to say that Nekabah includes being opened while arranging yourself consistently for a larger purpose than you. Okay, let me say that again. Nekabah means being opened while arranging yourself consistently for a larger purpose than you. Well, then he began to talk about Jesus on the cross, and he was talking about how Jesus was actually punctured and bored through 
and that was a demonstration of his openness to his father's larger purpose, both in and through him. Clearly, Jesus understood, and he lived out the meaning of surrendered openness as a reflection of the depth of that relationship that he had with his father. So he modeled this beauty, right, of submission, surrender, and openness. So as I've pondered that truth, not only that day, but ever since, something popped open for me that Larry didn't even necessarily say from the front of the room. But I had never thought about the fact that Jesus, when he hung on the cross and was, quote, Nechabod, that there was an alignment with the core truth of my identity as a female, because he chose to be punctured, opened up, bored through, all for God's purposes so that we could connect with his father. Okay, I've got to be honest with you. This isn't anything that I've ever heard a teaching on before. That's why it was so transformational and life-changing for me. The reason it changes everything for me is because it began to bond me with Jesus in a way that never had happened before. Like, it hit me that Jesus gets this part of me as a woman of what it's like to be opened. And I'm going to say another thing that Dr. Crabb said. He said, isn't it interesting that a woman's body is designed for openness? And you think of how much abuse has happened in our culture that does shut down women in the very places where they have openings. Now, I realize that might be an uncomfortable way to say it for some of you listening, but truly this is how Dr. Crabb taught it. And I so appreciated that because he's saying, Women get attacked in the very place of their strength, their beauty, their vulnerability. And I believe it's an enemy attack, right, by the devil to shut us down, shut us up. Because when we live with openness to a purpose greater than ourselves, I believe that we are most fully alive. And that is something that I loved that Dr. Crabb taught us. So here's what he then went on to say, is that he believes that as women— that what gets in the way, he talked about men and women, actually, that we have what he called a core terror that gets in the way of us being free. Yeah, he talked about men, but today I'm just going to focus on what he taught with women, which he said, the core terror for women is invisibility. Hmm. Okay. Where she asks the question, do you see me? And am I just an object to you? Or do you really see me and my beauty? Now, what was interesting is that for me, that didn't really resonate. I was like, huh? I don't think that's my core terror. So I actually tracked him down at the conference. I actually was sobbing when I was telling him some of the things that I had been processing since like 4 a.m. that morning. It was so churning in me that I couldn't let it go. And I got up and journaled for a few hours. And I said to him, honestly, you know what my core terror is? It's that I will be punctured and bored through, that I will be attacked, like that kind of against kind of thing. I said, that is much more my terror. I said, I have abuse in my background where I was, quote, punctured, bored through. That's my core terror. And I so appreciated him literally telling me that he could understand that. Like he didn't try to just defend it and explain his position, but he said, you're afraid of someone then like grabbing at you, reaching forward at you, tearing into the walls that you've put up to feel safe. I'm like, yes, that is much more my core terror. So I'm only sharing that with you guys to say, you know, there's not a right, wrong answer here, but that this concept of what is it that is a core terror for your daughter, because your daughter will be blocked at that point of where she has shut down and put a wall up 
to try to keep herself safe. But I can speak from experience on this one is there is such loneliness on the other side of that wall when we're not open. When we shut down as an automatic way to self-protect, we not only are hurting in the moment, but it affects us long range because we're not able to be open to a purpose greater than ourselves. So here's then what Dr. Crabb, Dr. Larry Crabb went on to, to say to us, and he asked it in the form of a question. He said, I want to encourage you as women to ask yourselves, how do I become a female redeemed image bearer? It's like, wow, I've never thought about it that way. I think whenever we hear a truth maybe presented in a little bit of a fresh way, it helps us have a fresh way of processing the question. How do I become a feminine redeemed image bearer? Hmm. So I know that it's about asking Jesus to do a work in me where he's my protector, right? So that I don't have to stay in that stance of blockading myself from anyone who might come in as an intruder, but really connecting. And that has been a part of my healing journey is knowing that Jesus is my wall. He's my protector so that I can open up to people around me in a way that really is living out this whole concept of being a feminine, redeemed image bearer. Well, I know that dads and daughters alike are, are maybe having reactions to some of this, right? Because in our culture, we're talking so much these days about gender equality, and maybe women are like, I don't like focusing on my femininity or that kind of thing. I understand, you guys, that we're all in different places, but just hang in there with me. Let's just keep this conversation going because I want both dads and daughters to understand the power of this concept of staying open, living with an open mouth, an open heart, open hands, an open home. I mean, I have stepped into this concept with such passion ever since I heard about this in 2011 going, I get to open my home. I get to have men that come and they're a part of the ABBA project. I get to help dads of daughters connect with their daughters' hearts. I get to open my mouth. I get to open my home. I get to open my my heart, my hands, and invite them in. In fact, my counseling office is in my house, like this open house. I call it Michelle's House of Healing. So much of this has happened since I have really stepped into my identity as God's female image bearer. I get to live with openness. But the truth is I haven't always felt that way. I mean, I think about even when I was a little girl, my report cards would say, Michelle talks too much. Okay, isn't that another way of saying her mouth is too big? You know, her mouth opens way too much. So that too open, too much talking, too much, too much, too much has been a huge part of my healing journey that had to get reworked. And I can remember one day, I was probably hmm, in my early 40s. So again, I'd lived with that message inside of me a lot that I was too much. I can remember walking down the street one day after I'd gone for a jog, and I was just having this conversation with God, and I was like saying to the Father, why, with tears pouring down my face, why did you make me this way? You've made me this too muchness. This is the, and I literally heard him speak to my spirit and say, I made you this way. I love too much. Like, I love the too much of you. I'm like, okay, well, not many other people do, but thank you for saying that. But look at, I've carried that to this day. And your daughters have messages about being too open, too much, too mouthy, too, too much of them. But when you shut that down, rather than steering it in a different direction, what she does is she shuts down, right? She doesn't stay open and learn and grow and pace. 
and change. I mean, obviously, you're in her life to help steer her to become a healthy adult and to step into her identity, but it's how you do it more than what you say, right? When you're shutting her down, that openness is threatened. So here's what Larry went on to say that I loved is he defined this whole core beauty, core openness for us as women, instead of core terror, how can we have core openness, which then, right, as I'm talking about today, inspires us to be open to having a purpose greater than ourselves, is he defined something that is so beautiful and powerful. Now, I know when I'm speaking to men, I try not to use the word beautiful a lot, but because today is about the beauty that opens up in a daughter's life and her heart when she's open, I'm using that word beautiful today. And it happens to be in the definition that that Dr. Larry Crabb gave us. And he repeated it multiple times because we all were scrambling to write it down. Listen to this definition he gave us. A beautiful woman is so at rest in God's delight of her as she enjoys her undamageable beauty that she invites others to connect and relate openly, not guardedly, invitingly, not controllingly, courageously, not defensively, to encourage another to be so consumed by God's beauty at any cost to herself so that she can reveal God to his community. Okay, did you get all that? I am going to repeat that because it's deep, it's profound, and it's very complex. Okay, let me repeat this. This is what Dr. Larry Crabb used as a definition to really support and celebrate who we are as women. A beautiful woman is so at rest in God's delight of her as she enjoys her undamageable beauty that she invites others to connect and relate openly, not guardedly, invitingly, not controllingly, courageously, not defensively, to encourage another to be consumed by God's beauty at any cost to herself so that she can reveal God to his community. Now, for me, I might take up a little bit of an issue at that at any cost to herself, but if we really know that this isn't talking about abuse— but a sacrificial cost to herself, right? That's that Nekabah thing that's designed to worship God in a greater way. So that's the kind of cost that he's talking about. So that's what I mean. I might have worded that a little bit different just to be clear, but I love the power of that, that for me to be open often is a sacrifice, right? Of worship to God to say, I'm really tired, but I'm going to open my heart anyway, or my home or my mouth. Well, just this week, I was talking with a woman. I want to kind of break this down and give you a story, is that she's at a very difficult place in her marriage. And I talked to her about this concept of Nekabah because she was feeling in the season that it's a constant sense of feeling punctured and bored through. Like, he keeps hurting me, he keeps hurting me, he keeps hurting me by the decisions that he's making that aren't good for me, for our family. And I turned it around as we went into this concept more and said, As you continue to find healing in your relationship with Jesus and Abba Father God, where you are staying open to them while inviting them to touch your hurting heart, you then can experience healing that happens separately from the choices your husband is making because you're open vertically, not horizontally, right? First, it's vertically. Then out of that flows a horizontal 
outpouring towards your husband. Because if you wait for him to get it, you're going to just stay in a hurting place and you're going to shut down to self-protect, which is exactly what was happening. So as we talked about this, we were saying, you then, as you stay open, right, to your partnership with the Trinity, and you are having them download love for you and healing for you and truths for you, and you give that to your husband, you get to invite him through your openness to come into the presence of God. I mean, talk about a powerful role that we as women can have in our openness. Look at that's a purpose greater than herself, isn't it? Because when we women live healthy and vibrant, open lives with open hearts, open mouths, open hands, we have the privilege of leading those around us to respond with openness to the God we know, the God we love. And that is when we are able to then find the things that excite us, that that make us love being alive. That's where we find our purpose greater than ourselves, because we are open to exploring new opportunities and going on adventures and saying, I didn't know I was going to be good at that or love that. I mean, you guys, that's the story with the radio. I had no idea I was ever going to be doing this or having a platform to speak to fathers. This has all come out of healing in my life that instead of shutting down from all men because of my abuse, with the healing that God's given me, I would have never thought I would be opening my heart, my home, my mouth, you know, hugging men with no fear, no reactivity. So I believe the greatest place of release in your daughter's lives to be open sometimes is the place where they have been shut down the most. And you as a father get to step in and partner with her gifting so that she can keep staying open and not be shut down, even by things that have to do with her relationship with you. If you've been a dad that has shut down your daughter's dreams, like how practical is that, hun? We'll never be able to afford that. Or that isn't very realistic for you to have a dream to go to that college or whatever it is. Dads, watch your mouths so that you don't shut down the openness in your daughter's lives that will allow them with God to explore what they're good at, what they're not good at, but they're never going to know if they don't open themselves up and try these new things. Does that make sense? Well, here's what I want to do just as we kind of get ready to land the plane here pretty soon is say, okay, if you are a dad that is getting this today and you're saying, okay, I want to help my daughter thrive by being open to a purpose greater than herself. What can I do that will help nurture, support, even protect her heart, right? Protection is one of the roles that you have as dads. And if you're the one causing the harm, she has to protect against you, not feel protected by you. So dads, let me say it this way. If the way you're treating your daughter keeps her from being vulnerable or feeling safe to be vulnerable with her thoughts, her feelings, her dreams, and her ideas, let it change today. Make a commitment with your own mouth Actually, I never even thought of that till right now. Her mouth can be open. Your mouth can be shut. You know, like, okay, contrast. If And I mean that if your mouth is hurting her, when you open your mouth, if it's to put her down, put her in her place, shut her down, that has got to stop today. But now let me say it positively. As you help your daughter feel safe to be vulnerable with you, right? It's not about being perfect. It's about being in process. You get to be an active part of leading her to live with openness outside your home as well as inside your home because you've set that foundation at home with you. 
So dads, I want to end with a two-part question for the go step today that you can ask yourself. Number one, I want you to say, thinking back, what do you recall seeing take place in your daughter when your words have closed her spirit, right? So we're talking about the juxtaposition between closed and open. So you're saying, think back, can you recall the impact in her or on her face with anything that you spoke to her that shut her down, that closed her up? Okay, so that's just kind of some self-introspection, self-reflection that would allow you to say, okay, I can recall the impact on her face, in her life, when I shut down her spirit. It closed up. But number two, this is this is kind of where you can say, I want to write down one way that I can affirm and build up my daughter today that will help her stay open rather than shutting down. I want to comment on her gifting, her passion, her responses, her willingness to help, her hard work ethic, her creativity, that you today are going to find something that you can bring into the light and you will watch on her face how she opens up when you speak positively into her life. Well, On Your Mark today has been open to a purpose greater than herself. You've heard stories from my life and from Dr. Larry Crabb. I trust that that will inspire you this week, dads, to speak into your daughter's life and watch her open up as you speak words of life into her. You can always go to my website at drmichellewatson.com where I have free resources. You can write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, you can even go to iTunes and listen to it again. Share it with your friends. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you today to make a difference in your daughter's lives. Go Dads!